All right, we're recording. There we are. Mama's recording. (laughs) In this game, the object is for you to kill everything coming at you and to avoid being killed. Or you will die. Greatest intro of all time. Welcome to the League of Casual Gamers podcast, your hardcore podcast for casual gaming. I am your host, Brian, and I'm here with Jay, the money man, Moolah. What's up? And the guy, <laughs> the man who was way too boosted for his own face, but we call him B. I'm going to try this. What's up? <laughs> um, Jay, we can pause We can pause the podcast real quick and talk about he gets it all. your... Can we just talk about your lackluster intro? I actually like his intro. Right. I don't. I don't I do We're it, it. It's consistent. We're doing it live. Let's Fuck, it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Keep going. All right. Well, for all the leaguers and listeners out there, always remember you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at LCG Pod. Facebook at Lisa Casual Gamers. Mm. If you want to write the write the show, ask some questions, or just tell me how great I am, you can always find us at lcgpod at gmail.com. If you want to become a leaguer and support the podcast, you can do that for just a dollar a month at our Patreon at League of Casual Gamers. But if you do nothing else, please find us on all major podcast platforms and click on that fifth, count them, five stars. Did I get everything done? Mm. You hit it. When's the last time we've checked the Gmail box? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question of the century. Well, well, the Gmail got, box goes to my phone, as do all my uh, mini oh, emails. So it's, okay. oh, okay. it's been peeling off the hook, I'm sure. It's been going. It's been going crazy. Uh, I've been meaning to tell you guys that we should do a uh, a listeners' questions episode oh, because boy. we got about we got hundreds, if not thousands, of emails that we're going to need to get to one of these days. We've kind of been going to let it back up a little bit. Wow. Yeah. Well, consider my breath held, mm-hmm. and I'll be looking forward to that uh, podcast. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking maybe a December or January 2020 episode. Yeah, I love it. We should have sufficient <laughs> amount of emails at that point to to carry a whole pod. Yeah, a lot of, uh, plenty. A lot of confirm your subscription emails. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> am I am I the leader now? Welcome <laughs> to the club, son. Hold on. Let me let me check the uh, let me check the LCG Pod bank account. Make sure I get in the dollar. <laughs> Uh, can, can you review Spider-Man for me? <laughs> I have Spider-Man. I can't review it. Look, if someone becomes a leader, a leader and they want me to review Spider-Man for them, I will blow the dust off of Spider-Man and play it for a couple weeks. Hey, it only, it'll only cost them a dollar for what they can check in 10 seconds on IG. <laughs> there you go. Hey, kids, if you're willing to burn a dollar, <laughs> we'll take care of for you in three to four weeks' time. <laughs> thank you, thank you, sir. That's how you make sure this podcast stays up and running. I really do appreciate you. Absolutely. Uh, we have a great show for the listeners and the leaguers out there. Um, a bit of talk about the recent release of Death Stranding. After many, many podcasts of talking about this, we're going to get right into this IGN review. Also, we got a great discussion about a game that I think we're all really excited for: Star Wars. Fallen Jedi, mm, uh, pants but, off on that one. But Love before it. we before we get there, I got a quick question for you guys. Well, hold on. Let me let me let me just say this to you and all the leaguers. Um, happy holidays, because I don't know who needs to hear this, but Halloween is over. Please take down all your Halloween stuff. It's now a crime in the state that I live in, which is everywhere. <laughs> well, and the holidays are officially started and nothing else matters, but everything you're going to eat between now and Thanksgiving and all the cool gifts and games you're going to buy for yourself because only you matter. And that's is what's important right now. Uh, a smart person re- recently dubbed the, the day between the days between January 1st, I mean, November 1st and January 1st as eating season. And I think that is a perfect, perfect name 
for the next 60 days that we're about to embark on. Yeah, I usually, I usually, my over under is usually around 10 pounds. And I've successfully uh, hit the over on that every year for probably the last five or six years. And I don't plan to break that streak this year. So, I mean, it's going to be all, about that. Yeah, it's going to be all pies and, and turkey and good, good, good carb loaded sides like, uh, like macaroni and cheese and, and plenty of stuffing. Stuffing itself is is a meal. So there's just going to be whole meals. I'm just going to eat a whole plate of stuffing. So. Eat stuffing. I know. I totally agree. And don't don't forget my wife and I's annual cooking contest Ooh. where she she's made the same cookie for the last five years and it continues to beat whatever cookie I decide to try and try and make. So she you're is just undefe- not a good cookie. She's an undefeated cookie. You're just not a good no, cookie. I make. I actually make great cookies. My cookies are actually superb. Uh, my cookies are actually some of the best cookies you'll ever taste outside of my wife's singular one cookie. She stumbled upon one recipe a long time ago, and it is Can't Y'all should make a rule that you can't bake the same cookie within five years of each other. Oh, we should make that rule. But then again, I love her cookie. That one cookie, I need her to make it every year. Well, she can make the cookie, but she can't enter it officially in your cookie competition. Well, I mean, she's got to make multiple types of cookies. And if you understand my wife, that's not happening. I literally have the competition to get her to make this cookie. And it allows me to make whatever I want. Cause I like making what cookies. are you going to share what the cookie is? Or are we all just going to sit here and assume it's an Oreo? <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's in the same, <laughs> it's, funny. it's in the same category as an Oreo. It's a, uh, it's a stuffed double chocolate chip cookie. Stuffed double chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. So it's stuffed with uh, Rolos. Karen, the little caramel candies. I, I the world is familiar with a Brillo, Brian. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So oh, it's stuffed. It, it's it's a chocolate on chocolate cookie stuffed with Rolos, and it is absolutely incredible. Oh, I'm sorry. And top with salt. It's a it's a it's a dark chocolate stuffed sea salt double chocolate cookie or whatever the fucking name is. Oh my god, it sounds like way yeah. too much shit in a cookie. It's a it's a lot going on in the cookie, but when you bite into it. Uh, you regret ever having eaten any other cookie in your life. Jay, I remember the good old days when a cookie was just uh, a sugar and chocolate just chips. Cheese. That's all it is. Yeah, buddy. Meat <laughs> <laughs> and cheese of a good cookie. <laughs> now I gotta put I gotta put yeah, uh, fucking salt and, and turkey and, and cranberries all in my cookie just to just to get it back. I, I would kill for just, yeah. just I'm a simple guy. Just give me a good chocolate chip cookie. I don't need. I don't need the Rolo. You would think. I I know. I just. You would think. You would think until you have one of these cookies, gentlemen. You're serving me like a whole dessert in a cookie. I just want. I just want to chill and eat a cookie casually. Walk around. Shoot the breeze with family. You know, not trip over my diabetic coma. You know, while trying to scarf down your your Rolo cookie. (laughs) <laughs> you know, normally I'm against Jay's complete lack of foresight minimalism when it comes to eating, but in this case, I totally agree with him. Calm down, put a fucking chocolate chip in a cookie, and let and let's let's go about our business here. What are we doing? Yeah, here? Have, we have yeah, over yeah. the years as society, and you know, please watch out while I climb up on my soapbox here. But society yeah. has overthought the holiday cookie. We need to get back to basics. Every year I'm about doing a great <laughs> chocolate chip cookie. We need to stop all this shit. We need to we need to get back to to, to spanking our kids and, and putting chocolate chips in our cookies. America. Wow. Wow. Well, remind me not to vote for you when you run for anything. <laughs> Absolutely anything. You just sound dangerous. <laughs> That's all you sound like. All right. Well, we're going to keep it moving here and move on to some news content. The first piece being Death mm. Stranding, mm. gentlemen. So over the past <laughs> over the past several weeks, several podcasts, I mean, yeah, we've we probably do. been talking about Death Stranding For since months. the podcast dropped, but we've been talking about Death Stranding. The uh, yeah, the the mysterious video game that has been teased, teased again, and teased many more times, and we finally got the review from IGN this past Friday. The game releases, I believe, this Friday. Um, and spoiler alert: 
IGN gives Death Stranding a 6.9. Without without me diving into the details right now is the why. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. <laughs> uh, with about why or you know why IGN at least thinks this game is bad. Uh, let's start with you, Jay. Uh, you know how you see a game uh, early, like let's say two years out, maybe sometimes at E3, and they show you those flashes of gameplay in between black screen and text and loud noise and you're like oh man what are the games about and, <laughs> yeah. and over time <laughs> and over time they show you a little more and a little more and they and that's exactly what they did with death stranding except everything you saw was exactly what it was about it's a guy <laughs> <laughs> it's a guy running across an empty field Excuse me, by guy, I mean Norman Reedus, the <laughs> yeah. lead character yeah. in The Walking Dead, arguably the best on the show, has taken up the role of this this as they refer to him in their all the reviews. He's a delivery man, yep. and his <laughs> job is to deliver packages from point A to point B, literally. Uh, and that's the game. It's not. It's a uh, it is it is literally a giant high quality triple A puzzle game, you know, for lack of better. It's not it's not even, a it's not an action it's a game. game. Is it even a puzzle game? Yeah, I don't know if it's a puzzle game at all. I'll give you that. It's just not an it's not an action game. Uh, it's You're very right. much a slow burn you know, thinking man's game in terms of uh, you, you literally, it's a game, it's almost a game about, it's as simple as it looks. He's got stuff, he's delivering stuff. And a whole theme is that you're connecting, you know, the United States back together. There was some, obviously, new apocalyptic fallout at some point, And mm-hmm. everything got, every all the states got disconnected somehow through, you know, whatever, whatever the, whatever the story is. And now it's your job to, you know, get items from point A to point B while connect making the connections to the different states. And the idea is that it's one massive online game so that, you know, over time, all the players have found ways to connect what seemed like impossible routes. You know, they've built bridges and, you know, uh, methods of, you know, transportation and different things so you can traverse the landscape a lot easier but that's it it's 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 uh you know the the bad guys quote unquote are very much you know not taken seriously in these especially in these early reviews like they're not they're actually not allowed to talk about the ghosts that you see in the in the trailers and things like that but it's a it's a it's a very polarizing game um i will say this uh, Death Stranding is certainly visually interesting, uh, but it is not a game for me or I don't think us at all. Uh, there is a, I think there's an audience out there for it. We're we're just not it. Um, so that's that's my take. Brandon, you got a you got initial reactions? Yeah, um, I think Jay. I think the first good point is that it's not a game for us. I think IGN giving it a 6.9 is probably a little unfair um, because I don't think the game's a 6.9. I just don't think the game's for us. And I think the mistake is going in and trying to grade this on the same scale that you're grading Red Dead Redemption, and you're and you're grading God of War, and you're grading all these other AAA titles. Uh, looking at this game, the first thing that I quickly realize is that this isn't a game about combat. This isn't a game about you know heavy action. This is a game that's about an experience. Um, like some of these indie games are out here are more about the experience than they are the actual thrilling gameplay which is weird to say but it's clearly trying to invoke thought it's clearly trying to 
portray a, a different way of thinking about what a video game is. And we talk about this sometimes, but we all, we never really talk about it in terms of a AAA title because we're used to our AAA titles coming out and being action-packed and being and dragging us in and beating us up and, and uh, having this thrilling experience. Um, but this is bringing it to you from a different point of view. Now, with all that said, it's not, it's not a game for us. Uh, I think it takes takes it takes someone who's willing to sit down and go in and experience what is put in front of them and the, and to take it all in over a long term um um sit down with this game it's not meant for someone to hit it and quit it like some like the reviewers tend to do because they get it and they have to put out a review they play a, a ton of hours in a short amount of time this is meant to be sipped like a fine wine and if you're trying to if you're trying to shotgun beers, this ain't the game for you. Um, and as casual gamers, we tend to be chuggers. You know, we tend to want to sit down in a couple hours and get our and get our money's worth out of our short time, out of our short gameplay experiences. This isn't that game. And so, because of that, and because most reviewers tend to grade towards the players that are buying up everything out here, which is the players that are buying up these AAA titles, they're going and saying, for you, it's probably a 6.9. But I, I don't I don't think that's the full breadth of what this game really is. And not to rehash everything you just said, but it's exactly what we thought it was. It is long. It is. It is. I'm not going to call it monotonous because I don't really know if it is because I haven't played it, but it does look like it. the basis of it is you're going back and forth delivering stuff. Um, but that is only, that is only from what I, from what I think, that's only the basis of what, what, what the larger idea is built on top of. Um, so, so for, for all the leaguers and listeners out there, um, IGN and its infinite wisdom gave this game a nine, uh, a 6.9 for a couple different reasons. But one of the things that they highlighted is just the, for lack of a better word, even though I know Brandon didn't want to use this, the monotony of the game. So you are a deli- you are basically a postman, and you're asked to go from point A to point B, largely on foot. There do there does seem to be some some times later on in the game, like in the middle of the game, where you start getting vehicles, but largely you're running from point A to point B, carrying something that you need to deliver. And typically what happens is when you get to point B, they say, great, thanks. Now I need you to take this back to point A, right? So the the game ends up creating a lot of backtracking, a lot of just, you know, just long runs across what looks to be this incredibly beautiful world that they built. And in in that same vein, so in, in that same experience, you also have a very, very, tricky inventory management oh, yes. so to to give this some clarity you in in a lot of rpg games even though you have 30 or 40 units worth of something in your inventory all those units fit in neatly to a little magical backpack whereas in this game everything is physically sitting on the back of your character and it has very real effects on your character's balance, uh, um, um, uh, a balance. Yeah, in order to traverse this world, like physics truly come into play. And so, what you can, what you will find, is that you have all this stuff stacked on your on your character's back. They're trying to get up and down a hill or across this this rocky terrain. They they will they can your character can fall down and then stuff just gets scattered all over the place and you gotta go pick it all back up and then keep going and it's a very slow moving process. I, I, so my response to what you guys said is this: is that I've seen reviews of games that aren't for the average gamer. Like this is a this is a hundred million dollar. This is a big budget indie game. And so you have to go into it thinking about it a little differently. And I, I've seen them, I've seen IGN and other reviewers review games that are unique and highlight that point. They say this game isn't for everybody. For those of people who like XYZ, 
this is a really great game, and they rate it as such. I think the reason that that Death Stranding, after all this hype, got this rating is because it is monotonous. Like, it just is. And with every game, there's always going to be a subset of people who are going to enjoy it. But I think what IGN is trying to say, even if you do just want to sit down for the story and be immersed into this game, they are not giving enough back to you to create buy-in by the gamer. And that seems to be the issue here, is it not? Uh, I... I, I don't know. I, I think I think it's a little hard to say right now. I, I, I certainly will say that's the prevailing thought. Like Jay said, there's still stuff that, that they can't tell us. Um, and like I said, I'm already seeing new videos that are like, you know, don't believe all the reviews that you're seeing because basically probably because of, because of just that. They, they're just contractually not allowed to reveal everything in the game. Um, because there still is a lot of mystery behind some of the spirits that are in the game that that affect your travels. Um, everything has to do with the with the baby that's in a tank that's strapped to your chest that we have talked nothing about up to this point. Um, and and and, right. and just some of the evil elements in the game and where the, some of that combat does come in. So there there are parts of it that. I think we we can't get a full breath of unless we play it, unless we have a full understanding of, you know, what is juxtaposed to to all this travel. Because right now it just looks like a mail delivery simulator, and you know, there's some fun in that. But like, yeah, yeah, I think that's a, I right. think that's a good way of putting like, it. Obviously, yeah. that's not all it is. There, there's something else going on there. Um, I'm not really sure what it is. I. I don't. I just can't imagine it's a six point nine. That's a that's a horrifically bad rating for for a game that supposedly is this good, um, or is supposed to have been this good. Uh, but you know, I mean, I think I also think, and Jay mentioned this briefly, but what they're bearing, that one of the leads that they're bearing is that like the other people that are playing in this game alter your landscape by putting in your world. Ways yeah. to traverse your landscape, ladders and bridges, and you build roads. Like there is a there's a sandbox multiplayer element to this game that is extremely interesting because the idea is that even though this is a mail delivery simulator, that over time as you play the game, that delivery experience changes. And at one at one point, right. you, you could be or walking on foot, but the next time you're actually driving a vehicle on a road that was built either by you or by someone else that's playing this game. I mean, that's that's extremely interesting. I don't think that was ever pushed hard enough uh, approaching this game, or or when we got when we started getting reviews of this game. It's definitely lost in the review. I mean, the IGN reviewer mentions it. And in and, and mentioning it says how it was a failure in in their in their experience in the game, but I think it actually largely depends on a lot of other people playing. Yeah. Right? Because you have to be you have to be on a server that has other people that have played on that server and then has fundamentally changed the world in some physical right. aspect, right? And that that could be really, really cool. I agree. It's 100% lost in the IGN review, but it's also never discussed in any of the reviews or any of like the sneak peeks leading up to this, which to me is a huge selling point. Like you're literally in a world that that yeah, can change at any uh, moment by other a, players. I think the the thing to keep in mind is that no no game studio seeks to make a terrible game, <laughs> uh, and like film and tv all games are subjective yeah uh in this case i think we are accustomed to this particular developer for we're accustomed to them releasing metal gear quality you know these are these are guys that release metal gear solid every x amount of years and those games are usually high praise easily in the game of the year conversation when they're released i mean they're they're known they have a reputation and this this one i think is catching some early 
criticism just because it's not checking those traditional boxes that it always checks. And right. So you have to alter your expectations right out the gate, which is especially after all the hiring to do. They were looking for something along the lines of what they always get out of this developer. Then you have to, once you alter your expectations then you have to figure out what, what is the game here? You know, and once you kind of figure out what the game is and you're starting to digest if I like it or not. Oh, and by the way, there's all kinds of, you know, there's the breach babies and the ghosts and all this other stuff that's in there that you're like, you're having to wrap your mind around. But you, it takes, you're not initially, you know, invested in that in a way that you traditionally are. Like, for example, comparing this against something like God of War is not going to work. You know, because you have right out the gate, you have compelling character, compelling world, you know, and somewhat seemingly interesting story all given to you in the span of a 60 second trailer. In this case, you know, you're given Norman Reedus and Kojima Studios, which brought you Metal Gear and, you know, oh, and there's a baby in a tank and looks like you're trying to do something important, but we don't really know what it is. You know, and that's that's all that's all you're told. You know, and now with the game being out and reviews coming out and people playing it, that's still kind of all we're told. You know, so it's a, it's a very it's a very interesting scenario here. And they are who we thought they were. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um. All right. I, I, I'm gonna. I had to wrap this up really quickly, I, but I, I want to go ahead and just do a quick rapid fire. Where are you with Death Stranding going forward? Are you 100% out, never looking at it again? Are you going to keep a keep it on your radar just to see if anything happens? Or are you, you know what? I think I'm going to jump in and see what this game's about. Jay? I'll never buy this game. All out. Brandon? Um, I think if it's cheap, I mean, in the 30 to 20 to $30 range a year from now, and, and, and I get some more information about some of the evil elements in the and and everything i think i could be interested in it down the road but definitely no time soon and i have to on top of that i have to be in the game hall yeah i think i'm all out simply about the simply on the on the strength that i'll probably never be in a game hole deep enough to make me go and buy this game i just i won't have the time to play it it seems like an extremely long take your attention up type of game but we'll move on yeah, yeah, you're right. You need you need yeah. time, and I'm never, never gonna have the time, time to really get get out of this. What you need to get out of it to make it yeah. worth it. Um, so we're gonna shift gears uh, back to Star Wars because we were we talked about Star Wars last week, and we're talking about Star Wars again, specifically Star Wars: Fallen Jedi, the video game that is coming out here uh, later this month. Um, there's been plenty of reviews, plenty of trailers, plenty of everything. Uh, Jay. I know you've led the the podcast here between the three of us in the level of excitement for this game. Um, can we call you Bobby for Star Wars Jedi Fallen? Or Fallen Bobby Jedi? as in, am I buying it day one? All yes. in week one? Yeah. Okay. All in week one, day one. I Tell I'm, pretty sure why. I'm, gonna, I'm pretty sure I'm going to pre-order it. So... Uh, <laughs> It's, Get that special uh, purple light there. <laughs> I, I, I will. I mean, I, I I've been waiting for a good Star Wars game and since the, the Wookiee Wookie voice changer too. I've been waiting for a good Star Wars game since before uh, uh, the the Battlefront remakes. Like you know, it's been a long time. I guess since Knights of the Republic, to be honest with you, uh, and it's it is. It's a game. Some early reviews I read, you know, encapsulated this perfectly. It's a game that caters to casual players who just want to enjoy the universe, you know. And then on the other side of that, you have it can also appeal, similar to God of War, to hardcore gamers looking for a challenge, you know. So it's like it covers a lot of ends of the spectrum in a way that I think is a perfect kind of marriage of of a lot of elements for me personally as a casual gamer um you know and 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 it's it's checking all the boxes for me good it looks like a decent story it reminds me a lot of uncharted meets tomb raider you know uh with lightsaber combat with adventure and platformer stuff i mean i'm um 
I don't see why I wouldn't buy this, uh, you know, and, and, oh, and by the way, you happen to have force powers and you can jump on your starship with your crew and, you know, go do, go do missions around the universe. I mean, I'm, I, I can't, you know, I can't say enough good things about it and I haven't even played it yet. Um, my only concern, if I had any, and I think there'll be, those concerns will be alleviated once I see more, uh, is how much in-depth you get to be on, you know, traveling and, and the RPG elements. And by traveling, I mean, how much can you customize your ship? You know, how much can you customize your character? You know, how much can you, you know, what are the, what are the more in-depth things like fine-tuning my lightsaber? You know, that's a big deal for anyone who likes Star Wars games. You know, I, I, I'm looking forward to all that kind of stuff. Um, again, these are things that I did not get out of Battlefront. And that mm-hmm. was disappointing. And I bought the first Battlefront, couldn't stomach to buy the second. So, and I'm talking about the remakes. Uh, I bought the right. originals. I, I had the originals, and, I, and those were fun. Well, the originals were great for their yeah. time. Yeah. So, but yeah, the, the Battlefronts yeah. were a complete failure. But, but, Brandon, where where are you at? Oh, I'm sorry, Jay. You, you want you had a, another point you want to make? Well, I was going to say just my early prediction is that Fallen Order will be. Uh, in game of the year conversations, that's all. Mm. Mm. You heard it here first, guys. Fallen Order game of the year. Brandon, where are you at with Fallen Order right now? Are you excited or Fallen Jedi? Are you are you excited or are you not excited or are you day one or no? Uh, I don't know if I'm day one. Uh, I'm definitely going to get it uh, soon or, or around when it comes out. I suppose. Um, I haven't liked a star wars game since knights of the old republic and that's been a long time and i know jay's Jay's talking about the the original battlefront on the help me out jay playstation playstation 2 i think yeah that was a good that was a good game i did play that with you I, i i haven't had any affinity really for any star wars game since knights of the old republic i did not like the Force, Force Unleashed, uh, Force Unleashed oh, yeah, series that came out it, a couple games. It was there. a linear hack and slash. Was, like, yeah. yeah, that was a linear hack and slash. I did not think that was a particularly good game. Oh, and I, I and forgot about that, right? Yeah, and obviously the Battlefront games speak for themselves. I mean, the, the reviews are out there. If, you, if you're not familiar with the, battle, the current Battlefront games that came out um, last year and two years ago, please go look at them. It's a terrible game. The, the the first one was terrible. Then they tried to go back and, and fix it in in the Battlefront two, and that was a terrible game. They haven't done right by Star Wars in a very long time, and we don't need to get into the behind the scenes of Star Wars. There's a lot of reasons to that, but this is this is a serious attempt to make a good Star Wars game. About three years ago, there was rumored to be a game called Thirteen Thirteen. Um, which never, never made it out of the playing phase. They that even was had previews. They even had gameplay previews yeah. for thirteen yeah. thirteen. It didn't get that, off the ground. That was going to be a bounty hunter game, I think. Um, and it, that looked like it was going to be our first good Star Wars RPG um, action game, third person that that was going to, that, that that was going to do some justice for the franchise, and then it got killed. This is not that game, but this is this is this is an attempt to really do Star Wars some justice in the video game world. Um, I, I the, the one thing that I'm still a little bit worried about is how linear the gameplay is going to be. I don't need it to be super open world, but I also don't want my my next objection to just be walking into the next room. Um, I need there to be some puzzle elements to it. It doesn't. I don't want it to just be a hack and slash. I want to be a little bit akin to. Um, Tomb Raider, which is linear in an effect, but there's still an ability to go forward, go back, um, to to make decisions about what missions you're going to do in what order. And there's a lot of character development in terms of how you stylize your character, the the way you battle, how you upgrade your, your abilities. To me, there has to be some elements in how upgrading my character to to my liking now it does look like you have a set look to your character so we're not we're not creating a character here um but i do want to control my fighting styles my lightsaber of course what color that is maybe even what type of lightsaber the character uses 
Um, those are the type of things that I haven't gotten a lot of clarity on that I'm hoping. Well, I think I might be able um, to offer you some, some clarity around that. So I've, I've done a significant amount of reading and research about this and, and uh, some of the insiders have already released some information about it. So for starters, it's probably closer to Mass Effect than it is to Tomb Raider, which I think is a good thing. Oh, that's a great thing. Yeah, so uh, you, have a sh- you have a ship. What's, what's up, Jay? I think that's why my spider sense is tingling. I think that is why Jay's spider senses are tingling. <laughs> um, you do have a ship, so you they do have between planets the whole... You can roam around your ship and talk to people in your ship, and you can, you're going to have mates along the way. Now, whether or not that they are down on the ground fighting with you is a little... Uh, it's a little confusing to me, so I'm not sure, but they are going to be people in your party that you can talk to and, and have conversations with. Um, you can upgrade your character, but your lightsaber is going to stay the same. The only changes you make to your lightsaber are all aesthetic, which I think is fine. So if you want, yeah, your, I mean that, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a traditional lightsaber anyway. Most of them are aesthetic changes, and the, and the, it's, right. your, it's your fighting style that should, should be shifting. That makes the lightsaber better, right? So you can you can you can increase your force skills, you can increase your fighting skills, you can increase your combos with your lightsaber, and then all the the changes to your lightsaber are going to be aesthetic. But like you get to change the the color, the crystal, the core, the uh, the handle. Um, it's unclear if you can dual if you can dual wield lightsabers or get a dual bladed lightsaber. That is unclear, but I imagine that on some you know very hidden spots in Tatooine somewhere, you can find some really great pieces to create a, a double a bladed lightsaber. So, uh, it, it, as far as I agree that my concern is not necessarily the linear aspect of it, but more so the repetitive aspect of it. I think it's very easy to get into a situation where you go to planet A, you you know take out the stronghold, get back in your ship, go to the next planet. And I don't want it just to be a kill the stronghold, beat the boss in the stronghold, move on. Um, oh, there is confirmation that there are puzzles. So you're going yeah. to be solving puzzles and doing some fighting. So they are going to break up the action there. But I, I, I hate to see you know, three different cookie cutter scenarios and, you know, pick, pick, pick one for each planet. You know, I hope that things change up and create some variety there. And if if that's the case, guys, I do agree with Jay. I think we're looking at a possible game of the year candidate. You you heard it. You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Game of the year, Star Wars. Everybody, everybody's jumping out of their seats to give this game of the year. I don't, I don't think it's even going to be close to be considered for game of the year. Well, I, I, well, I think people are, are saying that because what are its competition, right? Like there is, there is nothing that you're playing right now that is blowing you out the water that came out this year. And, and if you and, compare that to last and it year, has right, it, right, and, right. You compare it to last year. I mean, last year was the competition was stacked. Right. I mean, this year what is like Spider Man came out last year, God of War came out last year, Red Dead Redemption came out last year, and we're all still playing those games. What was it, Division Two? No one's talking about Division Two as game of the year. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's that's why people are saying this game might be the game of the year because a the competition, b it's going to come out right around voting time. So you know, think about that. And then see, like, it might just be good. Like, if it's if it's Star Wars Mass Effect, it it wins Game of the Year, hands down. Like, I what's going to compete? With that? It's a tough. It's a tough compete. It, it, the yeah, the customization of your character and feeling like you have a unique character from everybody else. I think that's going to put it over. I think that has to put it over top. It, it, if it's not as deep as we think it or we hope it is, then it's not it's not going to be close to the game of the year because it's, it's just not going to be interesting enough to go talk to your friends and experience someone else's game when their character is pretty much the same as yours when you get to that point in the game. You, you know, can change than- your Jedi robes and your stuff like that. I do hate the fact that I think everyone's getting the white boy with the, with the crew cut. Hair. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's not Mass Effect. Like, Mass Effect, you, you got a full-on character builder. Right. And I, I, I don't know why people... Like, the days of you telling me what my character looks like need to be over. Mm-hmm. And I guess the, it, the, there is something to be said that... And Star Wars is a lot of this. When they, when they create something, it's canon. So you actually can't create a, a, a mythical character... And then and then try to fit this game in the canon because they're telling a story and they're telling it during a specific point in in the Star Wars universe, and so you can't just say all these characters look completely different, but they're all the the this character named X in the story. So I I guess I can forgive them for that because it wouldn't to me it wouldn't make sense in the canon sense of it, and this is definitely going to be canon. So. I, you're playing through a story, and this story is about a specific person. That's that person looks a specific way. Like they couldn't it's true, just because he's also you also can't make him evil either, right? Like you can choose your conversation, but like he's going to walk the path of good generally, right? Which yeah, which which speaks to your point. Like you just can't make some shit up in this game and just rock with it. Yeah. So, so I think I think they were they were bound by some specific borders because it's it's this is going to be set in stone. And if that's the case, then I, I'm very happy with that. You know, if I'm playing Keenan, like I, I'm like, okay, this feels that feels even greater to me because now I'm I'm learning something that I didn't know before as part of as part of this experience. Um, I, I mean, the more and more I think about it, I guess I'm such a huge Star Wars fan. I can't imagine not getting it. You know close to close to the day it comes out. It just honestly depends what I'm doing at the time. To be honest with you. I, I'm like I'm playing so much I'm playing so much stuff right now. Yeah, I, but this thing this 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 immediately moves to the top of my list. Like I'm playing I'm playing Red Dead Redemption. That's a long term game. I'm playing Fallout. That's a long term game. There's nothing really sitting on my shelf right now. Like I'm playing board I'm in Borderlands like, you know, when I don't have anything else to do. And now I'm playing Division with you guys. Like, oh, and, and Gears you, I mean, you literally just named a half a dozen games. From yeah, but I'm not playing. I'm not playing a solo must play game and, right now. I, and none of those are. None of those are in Game of the Year conversations. Right. Right. Well, Borderlands actually, I think, is in Game of Year conversations. So. Okay. Oh okay. uh, yeah. All right, yeah. That, that's very true. That's a good point. Um. Does so the uh, Cyberpunk. Does Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven or whatever come out this year? That comes out next. That comes out in April, right? Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, it comes out twenty uh, twenty twenty. Then they moved the date. Oh, you know what? I think yes. they did. Yeah, I did hear that. They that moved back. I got pushed back. Yeah, good, so good. Because I don't have fucking time to play anything anyway. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, no tall developers. Keep moving games back. Do it for me. I don't yeah, have time to play anything. Until you move them back so far that the, by the time they drop, they're out of date. Yeah, I don't care. I really don't care. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, right. just just to wrap this just to wrap this conversation up, it sounds like we're all on board for Star Wars. Brandon, you may wait for it to drop. Jay, you are you don't want to just get the get the review first and then pre order it, or then just go buy it. I'm not waiting. I'm getting. I'm pre ordering and I'm buying. I'm gonna have it the day it comes out. So, I would definitely. I think I definitely have. There goes, there goes all our division time with Jay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I'll be <laughs> so far. I'll be so far ahead of you guys. It'll just be a waste of time for me to even play with you guys. He's <laughs> it, it, <laughs> gonna beat the game in like two days, and, like, and then, and then you're gonna be. You're, then you're gonna be so far ahead of us on Star Wars while we're trying to play Division and catch up with you. It's, it's, it's such it's a, such a when, I, when, I, when I commit yeah. to a game, I'm committed. I can't. I can't stress that you, enough. No, you I'm play in. too many video games. You have too much time to play yeah. video games. You're not. You're, we should kick you off the podcast. You're so not casual. I don't have too much time. You don't have too much time. <laughs> I have just so enough. Keep telling me that lie, Jay. Please keep telling yeah. me that lie. I have just enough. I played all of ten minutes of video games today. Oh, fuck Literally. you! I got three Literally. texts from you over three days going, "Hey, anybody want to play Division? Hey, anybody want to play Division? Yeah. Hey, anybody want to play Division?" He's trying to whore us on the on division nowadays. Like he's not really he's not. playing. You're probably still level three. None of us know. So yeah. okay, whatever. All right. Um, speaking of Jay being a hardcore video gamer, uh, I wanted to just ask you guys 
a little get your get Jay's opinion at least on a rate and review on Apple Arcade since you recently bought it, didn't you, Jay? Uh, I signed up for the free trial, which lasts one month. And uh, I will correct I, 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 I will say, hold the phone. I can get anyone's baby for free. Yes, from one month. Yeah, but Brandon, it's it's attached to your iTunes account or your Apple account, so they'll just start butt charging you. Like if you forget, oh, and I'll like and I'll cold fast forget about this bitch. I've not played two yeah, games. That, that's 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 how I got into Apple Music and stayed. Yeah, see Google Stadia, see how it works, see how you get subscriptions, <laughs> trick people with a free yeah. month. Yeah, well, well, Google Google's full of idiots. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Uh, so anyway, Jay, Jay, you bought into the free trial. You're going to end up having it for the rest of your life. How do you like it so far? Uh, okay, so f- a few a few thoughts to, to run down with you guys. Uh, first of all, it's it's probably the ultimate casual gamer platform. <laughs> Uh, I, I I mean I've never get off my podcast. Get off my fucking podcast I've, right now. I've never I hate you. I've never I've never played Bullshit. something. Bullshit I've alert. never made something so much for the casual gamer, and I'll and I'll, expl- I'll explain it. Um, Bush alert! It's boo, 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 boo. <laughs> it, it's been out. It's been out. That's, a, that's, a, that's a bullshit alert sound. Just so you know, Jay. It's been out for a month. Uh, and since launch, it's, it's added nine new games. Um, <laughs> so it has a whopping 10 games. Oh, 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 nine new games. All of the all hurting indie games. All of those games are offline. Yes, indie. Highly casual. No microtransactions. Um, and they, they work on all Apple devices. So I've got it on my Apple TV, my iPhone, and my Mac, all the same. You're, you're jumping from platform, from uh, device to device, playing the same game. Uh, there are no AAA titles, and you know that is kind of a negative. And it's a extremely minimal gaming interface. Like their buttons are very simple. But again, all that mm-hmm. speaks to a casual gamer audience. I will say I didn't play any game for longer than maybe 10, 15 minutes, and that was enough. I was like, okay, I got it, and I'm done. And I actually really liked that. Because if I had paid for those games individually, I would have been very upset. Um, you know, well, how much is the subscription when they start charging you in thirty days? Four ninety nine. So it's four ninety nine a month every month, and you have access to their That's you have bad. access to their whole category to their whole catalog of games. And there's there's dozens of games. They just but they've added since launched nine new games. I don't know what the full total is, but it's up. It's it seems like it's well over fifty. 50 games maybe can you leave about one game you played and why you like sure um one of the highlights for me well there's two uh but one of the one of the big funner highlights was called sasquatch and you're this you're literally bigfoot running through uh a park stealing food and trying to make it back to camp super stupid easy and it's just fun like it's just I'm sneaking around, or you could run, mess with the park rangers, scare people, engage with the animals, you know, do all kinds of crazy. You can steal cars, dress up to, in disguise as a as a human, you know, uh, you can fish, you can ski, you can, I mean, I'm like, I'm just, I'm so amazed by the, the simplicity by it all and the level of ease and the amount of time it takes to just jump into the fun of it all. That you know, it feels worth it. Then you have a game called Oceanhorn, which is actually a sequel to a game that was on the iPhone, came out on the iPhone, I think, a couple years ago. Um, and it was RPG, looked and felt just like Legend of Zelda. Um, this one's called Oceanhorn, Oceanhorn 2. Mm. Again, you, if you don't know. If you don't know anything about Legend of Zelda, you would think this is a really good game. Like this is like, oh man, this is the best, one of the best, you know, action adventure games I've ever played. Because it's, I, I'm surprised they haven't gotten sued because it's pretty much a copy of Legend of Zelda. It's just, <laughs> it's just called Oceanhorn Two. Um, the, the NES Legend of Zelda, right? Well, more, yeah, a little more like N64 version, but but or 
Oh really? Uh, the graphics are the graphics are definitely Wii level graphics. Like they're not uh, okay. they're not Switch level, but they're definitely like Wii level. Um, okay. So, but those two games stood out the most. I tried others. They had a fighting game I tried, which was terrible. Um, I tried this kind of like you know this mellow RPG uh, drama game they had, which was okay for a few minutes just because I was curious. But the whole point is that. Apple Arcade is really catering towards a casual gamer audience, and that's a good thing. Um, and I will say, I went I went as far as to integrate my PlayStation Four controller, uh, which made it even better because I'm playing with a familiar controller, and that was super simple to set up and connect. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, yeah, I like that, that was really easy because it oh it connects through Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah, connects through Bluetooth, so you can use PlayStation Four or uh, Xbox, or if you have a um, uh, like a, an off-brand kind of wireless controller, you can use that too, or uh, near field controller, you can use that. Um, mm. uh, the one of the downsides, and I I didn't think it would be a downside, um, was that you have to download the games one by one, so you're not. Oh, really? Right, and so this was actually kind of interesting, and I was surprised by this. It's not like Stadia. We're streaming, right? Where you're streaming, and that actually caught me off guard. I was like, "Oh, I have to have enough space on these devices that I that I own to actually play these games. Otherwise, you because you have to download each one just like a normal app. So you're playing mm-hmm. on your native device and not necessarily, you know, streaming it from Apple, you know, warehouses. Um, mm, so that it, makes buying that makes buying some of the upgraded Apple TV um, devices that much more valuable now right 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 mm, that's interesting yeah so because if i have to download every game that i want to play to my device i mean that then might be my device becomes really a prohibitive point to all this because i'm limited to how much i can hold on my phone like if i want to be jumping back and forth because i do think the value is being able to go back and forth between multiple games because i don't like to play games for more than like five ten minutes i get bored with mobile games super quickly and i always want to move on to the next game and so if if i'm limited to the three or four i can download on my phone because i you know my phone has a shit ton of other stuff on i got a kid it's full of pictures you know so i i I don't know if that's a if that's a good thing jay Is, is are you saying that that's a that's a valuable point I would point say for you. it just kind of caught me off guard. I wasn't quite, I didn't, mm. I guess I never thought, I figured maybe like Netflix that I'm not necessarily needing to download videos to watch them. I'm, I'm, I'm streaming right. them right. Right. online because I'm paying a subscription. Right. In this case, I've paid a subscription or I will be paying one. And I have to download them as well. So it's just a different, it's like a shift in your mindset. So, inevitably limit so it inevitably limits how many how many games you can play right because uh, to me the value was that for 4.99 i can play unlimited games at any time well that's just not the case because it's really for 4.99 you can play as many games as you can keep on your devices and the the memory on apple tv is not extensive enough to hold probably you know a bunch of games and then you know we all have limits on all of our other devices unless you have one of these massive laptops or something like that from Apple. Other than that, like my, uh, I just bought a MacBook Air, but I got like the 128 gig one. Like it's not, there's no room on that yeah. to do anything. So that's, I, that's a, that's a, that's a rough would, one for I, me. Well, the value is that when you're, when you, because you have to download the games on your phone, you can play everything natively. And so you don't oh, need so to be connected to Wi Fi or have an internet connection. So people who are, you know, travel in the subway systems, you know, and, and are constantly looking for something to do or, or in a doctor's office, we don't, don't get good service. That's where these games shine. Um, or on that, an airplane. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Even better on an airplane. Absolutely. And so anywhere you don't have 3G or a Wi-Fi signal, that's where having these games uh, natively on your phone becomes an absolute uh, crush of a situation. Yeah. So, I mean, I can if, see I traveled, if I traveled a lot, I would. Yeah, I don't think you're playing this. any of these online. I haven't played enough to know for sure yet, but everything I've played, I think, is just happening natively on the on the device. No Internet required. 
Let me Jake, ask you this. How long does it take to download a game? Uh, a few seconds. They're small. Oh, okay. But that, okay. Jay, let me yeah. ask you this. Um, without a without a PS4 controller, what what is playing these games like just on your phone? Uh, they're fine. But but so that's another thing. They do. There are some games that require a controller. So and they Ooh, tell you, and they tell you that ahead of time. Um. So, you know, you, you know what you're getting into. You're not just blindly downloading games. Um, in fact, I don't think all games, I think depending on what device you're on, you only see certain games show up for download. So you're not accidentally downloading things that can't play on your, let's say, phone versus Apple TV. Um, but you certainly have to consider what a controller experience will get you. Oh. Bruh. I am looking at Oceanhorn. They're getting sued. Oh yeah, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a sh- is, is it really just like Legend of Zelda? Zelda? This shit is this shit is straight up yeah. Zelda. Like <laughs> everything about it is Zelda. Like the character even fucking looks like Link, yeah. it, it, and it does look like it looks like Hyrule. It looks. Uh, I mean, this looks Breath of the Wild level. Yeah, it's 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 decent. Um. Yeah. By the way, what are the graphics? Are, are the graphics all artistic, um, yeah. uh, indie style, yeah. or yeah. yeah, it's all indie style, and that's another good point, Brandon. So, what essentially every game has a unique art style, yeah. and it's actually kind of impressive, you know. And I think for me, if I'm really investing in this, I'm playing, you know, one game or two games a month, you know, and rotating till I'm done with those or whatever. You know, I'm not, I don't need the whole catalog downloaded, you know, on my phone. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I say that because each game is so visually different that you're only going to be able to keep up with a handful at a time anyway. Um, and then also just the gameplay wise, I mean, they do have enough variations in how they're played that, you know, just like with a console game, you can only jump around but so much. So it's, it's all. I, I can't say this enough. It's a it's a really well put together uh, uh, feature they've put they've got here, and I, I'm curious to see kind of how this plays out over time. I can I was you know what I I got as far as thinking this weekend. I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, I could really see all of Apple games being on this thing. Like I don't I don't know why you wouldn't put them all in Apple Arcade at some point because. Yeah, you gotta you gotta move everything out of Apple yeah, Games and just make arcade. All, all like, that might all. be the future for sure. Right. Absolutely. Right. Uh, I could definitely see my, myself downloading this, um, especially if I don't if I don't want if I if I if I if I decided not to pull the trigger on um, a uh, a switch. There's some games on here that would keep me very entertained on a plane ride for a long. There's this game called Spell Drifter. It's one of those uh, tactical RBT oh, turn-based yeah. games that looks those really fun. Oh man! And then Oceanhorn too looks like it's hours just, of it's fun. Just, to me. It's just one of those yeah. things where like I don't have an Apple TV. Uh, like I, my, oh, my oh, thing yeah, is I'd be mostly TV. getting it to play as like a, a souped-up version of mobile games. You know, like I don't download a ton of mobile games, but when I do, I do like having one or two on my phone, and this would just be an advanced mobile game for me, but I don't think that's that's a that's I, a good use of what this. That's not getting yeah. the full value out of this. You right. need Apple well, TV. Well, I don't, I don't know that... I wouldn't say advanced... I, I just... The, way, the best way to frame it to me is that all the games that you're hitting or missing on on normal outside of Apple Arcade, every game in Apple Arcade is essentially just a really well produced. You're not missing any pieces inside of Apple Arcade. What you download is a full game experience. There's nothing, there's no DLC, there's no extra buy, there's no pay $5.99 to remove these ads. It's a complete game package that is constantly updated and serviced without any hiccups. Like I, I I mean, they've got something special here that I'm curious to see how they continue to pull it off, but I like it. Great. Yeah, this 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 looks interesting. I, I could be <laughs> Brian, interested in Brian this. Brian is um, so not, easily sold. <laughs> um, I'm but easy. I'm so but easy. Never but, forget. Well, for me, 
They I'm slapped a sticker for... on the side of an Xbox and Brian was going to pre-order Death Stranding because of it. <laughs> yeah, um, well. I, I learned, I learned that. I, well, I will say this. Like, I'm always looking for games for my wife and I to play together. This is that. This and is totally that. This seems... Yeah, because we have a we have an we have a um an Apple TV yeah. in the living room. I have plenty of um PlayStation controllers for us to have a controller and we can you know, we can run around Oceans too, you know, or whatever Oceanhorn too or whatever, 'cause it looks like looks like you're in a party. Oh, it's just single player. I need to find two No, there's probably a hundred of them on there. I think I had to. I think I had to click the try it free button in order to. You get a free trial for a month. It's. It's. I mean, it doesn't hurt. I'm gonna it put that shit hurt. on my phone. I'm. I'm so yeah, putting that shit on my hurt. phone. I, I said, go for it. This. This, folks. This is how right. you get right. sold. <laughs> Yeah, this is how you get sold. This is all. This is what. This is. They literally case tested this. There's like one guy's gonna play. He's gonna tell his friend, and he's gonna get it. And we're both gonna have him hooked oh, after a month. Yeah, Brian, better Damn stop. Uh, better pass him that latte every month because you're gonna it's, be paying you know all ninety nine for yeah, Apple right. Arcade subscription used twice when you play with your wife. I mean, it's spell, spell drifter and the ocean horn too has got mm-hmm. me interested. All right, well, guys, let's let's wrap it up, there. Let's 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 uh, well, we're gonna come back next week, and I'll let you guys know if I bought Apple <laughs> just like I the game it. controller. We're all holding our breath. Yeah, Jay, um, wrote in in two seconds or less. Uh, recommend? Yes, no, maybe. Give me a number. Uh, highly recommend. Jay, uh, Jay, how many casual hours of gaming out of thirteen hours of casualness <laughs> would you recommend it? Plus five. Uh, I would say I I plan on spending maybe let's see if I think about this whole month I could spend about maybe less than two hours. Like you heard it here first, guys. Uh, Apple Arcade, the official console of the LCG Pod. We're gonna leave it there. And I'm going to thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, Remember, as always, if you want to catch us, you can always follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LCG Pod. If you want to ask us some questions, talk to us, you can catch us at LCGPod at gmail.com. Remember to, if you want to support the podcast, you can always find us on Patreon. Just click the dollar button and become a leaguer. And if you do nothing else, if you do nothing at all, make sure you click that fifth star on all major podcast platforms. But until then, we will see you guys next week.